What is the relationship between our fears and our values? Can we change our behavior to become more successful in achieving our goals? This time, I interviewed Mess Damgord, an Ericsson professional coach helping others find meaning in their work. I am Jose Antonio Morales, and you are listening to a Deconstructing Fear interview. looking back on my life and I think uh, one of the one of the times when that stands out to me across my life is when I was a I was a young man we were I think we were in uh, just beginning high school and we were at a lake with some friends and with from my class and um, there was a girl she was unfortunately not very popular in school and she had a lot of problems on the home front so she was kind of an easy victim and uh, there were a couple of guys um, that were picking on her and kind of wanted to throw her in the water and not in a not in a good way. And I was standing there with my friends and I could just feel my anger boiling up in me. And I was afraid because these were two big guys, you know, and, and I am not a, a big guy myself. I, I, was, I had glasses, you know, I was really not anybody that was kind of uh, fit to take on these two guys. But I could just feel like something that was more powerful inside of me was my anger at the injustice of these two boys that were so much bigger than this poor girl. And I walked over there and stood between them and they were pushing me down and knocking my glasses off. And, but I just kept coming because I had a commitment to something bigger than, than my fear. And um, funny enough, uh, after they backed off and, you know, we got the girl away and so on, and I returned to my friends there, one of the guys actually came over to me and apologized because he had realized that that was not okay. I think it shows kind of how our values are really bonded deeply inside of us. And I was already there. Uh, connecting with a value around justice. I, I get really angry when I see injustice because I know what it's like to be in a, in a situation where you're helpless and, and being, uh, yeah, kind of being, uh, being denied your dignity as a human being. And so it relates in that way is that that was, I had, I had known it's, or it's it's a really good example of how early on some of those values surfaced for me. It was like this is part of who I am because that's that's who I am today. Also, um, yeah. So that that kind of showed me my own character in a way. That was a flash moment for me. This feeling of of injustice was was quite uh, something that I had a lot of experience with because I grew up in a very chaotic situation uh, in my in my home and I had uh, in my own school been bullied a lot and I was also uh, bullied to some extent at home uh, and 
you know, I, I knew, and I think it reminded me that that girl's situation reminded me very heavily of my own situation and, and experiences. And yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. It's a very important aspect of um, what we, what we care about is something that we, we need to have some kind of firsthand experience with it to really understand, to really have that empathy for what it feels like to be on, on the receiving end of an overwhelming uh, threat. And so, yes, I really think that the reason why I resonated so strongly with that was because of my own experiences being bullied and my own experiences being afraid. Fear in a way also led me to my purpose and to having that whole discussion at a relatively young age because um, I grew up, as I said, in a troubled household and I lost my mother relatively early uh, at 11 uh, to cancer. And then my dad died uh, some years later when I was 24. So I experienced a lot of heavy things quite early in my life, which also accelerated, I think, my uh, path towards finding a life purpose for myself because I had death up close and personal uh, very early on. And I think the when you're talking about fear, I subscribe to the belief that all fear is ultimately the fear of death. Uh, and I got a lot of experience being around death, being around uh, mortally sick loved ones and kind of coming to coming through a depression about that because it's it it showed me very early on that yeah we are going to die there is so far no way around it and that knowledge of death i think is really important in order to find your life's purpose you have to know that the you know, the theme park is going to close at some point and you can't go any, on any more rides. So you better choose the one, the theme park rides that you want to ride on and go for those instead of just kind of continually hanging around the popcorn stand. So fear, I think it really does play a role in finding your, your, your purpose because it, it is a conquering fear is, is kind of conquering the fear of death. And when you let go of your fear of death, that is when you realize you've got limited time. So you got to do what you got to do uh, because, you know, when it's over, it's over. Um, and you also need to, you also, it, it becomes easier to deal with the fear of failure, which is also in itself a masked fear of death um, because that you need that in order to, strike out and do something different in your life than you already have. All right. Um, yeah. So a group that kind of comes to mind that is affected by fear is basically if you go to any major newspaper and read their comment section, uh, you will see a, a raging cesspool of vitriol and abuse and hatred and, um, and, and this is really a great example of a group of people in the grip of fear. And it might seem counterintuitive um, to why, why that is happening like that, but um, it, maybe it becomes easier to understand when you, when you realize that 
fear is an ancient system that was created to keep an animal safe in a dangerous but simple world, right? And this, the fear system, as I like to call it, is it, it kind of, uh, it evolved millions of years ago, you know, uh, before we even had, uh, you know, this cerebral cortex that we have, you know, it's, it's part of a, the animal brain. Most animals feel fear because it's such a useful system but it's very simple, it's very crude. And it basically, once you're, once that fear system is activated, you, you basically have three different options of, um, of responding. One is fight, one is flight, and the other is freeze or faint, right? And what you're seeing in that, uh, those uh, newspaper commentary tracks are people that are in a fighting mode because they're afraid of something. Uh, and, and, it can be a very sub, a subconscious or unconscious thing. People, uh, most of our fears are unconscious. M many times we'll feel fear and we don't know why it is. And because it's such an unpleasant feeling, the mind will try to come up with ways of solving that. And it only has these three ways of dealing with it. And that means that for some people, they develop a habit of, of going on the attack. And some people withdraw or flee. And some people just kind of lose their ability to make uh, coherent plans and they just kind of sit in place and do what they always have. So, yeah, that that's for me, it's a really good example that just is so obvious that what's going on, those newspaper commentary sections. So that means that... Um those persons that are making these uh, violent comments or angry comments uh, are not aware of the fear that is motivating that rage. That is absolutely correct. And that is, I think, one of the profound things about your work, uh, Jose, that I really appreciate, like that we need to talk more about this. We need to have deeper conversations and spread more knowledge about how this system is affecting us on a cultural level, uh, on a societal level, as a people and as individuals. Yeah, I think that's a great question to say. Um, and I think it, it's, yeah, it's vital that we do so. And, and the way I think we can do it is by becoming aware of how this the fear system works okay um now i'm i'm not interested so much in all the technicalities and and putting you know this is that type of fear that's that type of fear i'm i, I think you know in some ways it's it's like putting putting uh names on all the colors of the rainbow you know it's helpful up to an extent uh but you know more than a few are probably it might it might be helpful but for me i i i try to focus on what is the cause of fear and i think the the primary function of fear because it's a very useful system is not something we need to get rid of it, it is really something that has ensured our survival as animals and as people because it the main function of the fear system is to keep us alive and so that is the main value that fear alerts us to like I want to live. And um, 
all the other fears that we have, fear of public speaking, fear of heights, fear of spiders, fear of uh, being rejected by somebody, it all comes down to, I want to live. That is the main value we've got there. And so I think it might be useful to build a, a culture uh, that knows more about how fear operates. And um, I'll talk a little bit about the technicalities of it that I also use with my clients. Um, basically, if, if you, or if you're willing to go a little bit down the rabbit hole with me, you know, it's like fear of spiders. How does that relate to death? You know, fear of death. That, that's pretty easy, right? You know, because some spiders are dangerous and they might bite you, right? So it's no brainer. Same thing with fear of heights. Uh, that's also pretty easy to, to relate to the fear of death because you might fall down. That was one of the things that killed a lot of, a lot of us when we were walking on the savanna um, back in the day in Africa. But something more subtle, like, for instance, well, a client of mine, she was, uh, she was looking for work. And she, you know, when she found a, a job description she, that she was excited about, she would have it, have it open in her browser on the computer and would just wait and wait and wait and not be able to get the courage to call and actually ask more about this position here. And, she, and we were working through it. And, and I asked her, what mental images come up for you when, when you think about this? You know, because I, I hope you're familiar with mental imagery. You know, like we all have this voice inside of our head. We have pictures, we have video, we have uh, thoughts that go through us. We talk to ourselves, right? So I asked her, what, what mental images come up for you as you get ready to, to maybe call this person? And it was, you know, she started to, she, she looked into herself and kind of sat and was quiet for a while. And then she said, oh, it, you know, the, it, I think the person is going to be really mean to me. That was the image that she was having. And this is very telltale in how the fear system works. It works by your, your mental images or your mental thoughts reflecting in the body. We feel fear in the body, but it is ref a reflection of the mental activity and the understanding that we have of the situation, right? Um, and so the way we can uh, begin to evolve as a culture is to become more aware. What are the mental images? Because for a lot of people, when I say what mental images are coming up for you, they're like, wait, well, I don't know. What, what are you talking about? This, they're just not in touch with that internal space of what's going on. And that is where all the fear is being generated. You're going to have fear of anything that you are afraid of as long as those images persist. If you have um, you know, there's no objective reason to have uh, a, uh, be afraid of a spider here. But in your mind, you have a different image than the little spider that he, that's here. You have a, you know, maybe you're seeing Shelob or seeing uh, that spider that scared you when you were a kid that looked really big and, and frightening. So the key to changing our uh, relationship with fear as a culture is to change the way that we build images in our minds. And um, as soon as I asked her to say, hey, you know, what would, how would you feel if you, if you knew that the person that you were going to be calling would be really happy to hear from you? Just try and build that image in your head. And you should see 
the change in her body posture. She was sitting upright. She was smiling as she was generating that image because as you change the image, so the feeling in your body changes and the fear system shuts down and you get access to all of that wonderful creative thinking that you get from your neocortex because it's you there is a you know the fear system because it's such an old system it takes over is much more powerful than the newer addition to our brain which is you know all this gray matter where we can imagine futures and we can think about creative stuff uh is much more powerful but much more simple and it when it takes over we can't think really we can't think creatively um and that's also why if you're in, a, in an exam, you get, you, you, all of a sudden you, you don't know anything, apparently, you know, you lose everything you can do, uh, but that's just because you're afraid. Who am I without fear? And I love that question because it's, yeah, it, I think, I think that is where we could be headed. It, it's not probably something that is going to be achievable in my lifetime, but, uh, and also, I think fear has its its purpose and its uses, but fear that we're the fear that we're having right now is not really useful in the complex reality that we're living in. So, if I were to change the the mental images that cause fear in me and focus solely on what do I want and have the love inside me that I need to know that even if I die right now, I'm still going to love myself. Even if I'm if even if I'm thrown out of my tribe i'm not gonna die you know that or i'm not gonna it's not a problem if i conquer death then i would be free of fear and if i'm free of fear then i am free to do anything and and this is really what buddha is talking about what jesus was all about uh all of the spiritual masters that have true power they've conquered the fear of death i mean they will still be afraid if somebody would would threaten them with a knife you know because that that's the way it is but they don't have that fear anymore of what will others think about me what will happen you know they, they've conquered the fear of death and then the world is open for you. You know, you can go over to somebody, you can make new connections, you can uh, start a business venture. If it collapses, you're going to do, of course, everything you can to not have it collapse, but you're not going to feel like a failure if it collapses because you tried your hardest. And it's really the best way to live your, the best foundation to live your life from.